So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. All right, what is up, Atlanta? Welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Sport. Uh, well, I guess co-host on this project. We've got Joe with us here, <laughs> Coach Joe with us here. Uh, we Howdy have. Uh, we are on part three of our strength and health project, and uh, it's funny. I always, Joe, I always forget the freaking uh, order that it's called. It's health and strength, or strength and health. I can never remember it. And like, I love that it's strength first though. Cause I think health, I think you'll be healthier if you're our stronger. So like health would kind of follow strength. That's how I'm going to start remembering it. Yeah. And especially today we talk, I talk about this a lot at work with the teachers I work with and folks walking around and even the wife. Uh, but I'm, I'm convinced of that too. I was like, especially in modern times as people are like, you know, sedentary watching Yellowstone and, you know, whatever you're into, right? There's so many traps to just get you sedentary, whether it's driving, traveling, you know, doing what we're doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. If you pick heavy things up, there's just a lot of low hanging fruit there. You know what I mean? So I'm with you. <laughs> For sure. And here's, and here's what's something that I'm, that I'm super pumped up about too, especially, so we're on part three, uh, the big part of the, of this keys to progress book by John Collum of this one, it's, it's titled concentration. And I don't think that this could be more uh, it's funny, man. This, this article was written in like what the seventies and, uh, it, yeah, it's, 65, 72, somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's more relevant now. Some pieces are pretty dated, but, but it's more relevant now than it ever has been. Like, here's a, here's a really good example. So, uh, there's a study done, uh, and this, and the study is survey, well, survey will say the survey, uh, surveyed 2000 us adults. And what the survey found was that 58% feel unfocused or disjointed. Uh, 69%, 69% felt like uh, working from home had disrupted their sleep cycle or their sleep schedule. Uh, 60% said video conferences are more draining than in-person meetings. And 55% said no amount of rest helps them feel focused. Uh, <laughs> How insane you know is why? that, it's man? It's because their phone's six inches from their face. At all, all times, day. <laughs> right? At all. And if it's not, right. if it's not their phone, it's their computer. <laughs> and like, yeah. and our, our, in the, and the world, I mean, companies are really good. They dump how many billions of dollars in understanding human psychology. Like we are not uh, that unpredictable when it comes to like a single person, right? Like they know how to, they know how to work in our habits and our, and get into our mind and our psyche and addict doesn't hit us with those dopamine hits. Even Netflix is struggling with this. You see them, you saw them drop 35% here recently. And that's because there's just so much content being consumed that content creators or content consuming companies, they're fighting for your own attention. But our attention spans are so short right now. It's hard to keep up with all of it. 
you know, um, poor Netflix. I feel really bad for them. Right. Um, oh man, just, just feel horrible <laughs> for them. But, and then I was even talking with a, a patient of mine. His name is, his name is Greg. He's an, he's an incredible guy. Um, but he, he's a badass attorney. And he was telling me how like, he's more distracted now in his fifties than he's ever been in his entire life. And, it's, and he's like, mm. it's cause I've got, and he's like, but like, and he does a really good job at setting parameters up. But like, you know, he's got email, he's got Slack now, he's got uh, text messaging, he's got, you know, people can call him, his cell phone, his office. Like he's got to like, he has to like be very intentional about like, no, I only respond to emails during this time frame in the morning and this time frame mm. in the evening. Um, he doesn't let people like, he'll, he'll turn off Slack notifications. Like it actually annoys his office, but he's like, I'm an, I'm a like, a high level, like he didn't say he's high level, but I'll, I'll help him out. He's a very high level attorney and he's got, he's got it like his work as most people's do his work requires a lot of like super deep thought process. Right. And he can't be yeah. like in a thought for 15 minutes and then go answer a slack and then try to get back in a thought. Like he's got to be in that thought process, deep thought for like hours at a time. Right. Well, it, that's probably not exclusive to high level lawyers. No right? way. We, <laughs> it's like, as we'll come to find out it's all the way it's, it's even lifting. Right. <laughs> Well, and then that's the struggle even uh, with the kids I work with right now. Um, we can't get, because our, our school system is so weak on the cell phone policy and allows the kids to have them. I mean, we can't even force the kids to keep them in their backpack all day. What? Nope. It's crazy. They can have them on their desk. And, and it's like that story where, you know, what did I, I forget where I heard this, but the, he goes, you can almost see generationally if you walk through a cubicle when someone was born, he goes, Generally, the people born at this time on this date, they'll have their phone away in a drawer. Mm -hmm. And then this crowd will have their phone um, on its back, screen down, maybe top right, top left away. But the closer you get, the younger you get, you can see that they'll actually have the phone face up between their hands as they're typing at their cubicle. And um, I can see kids trying to do that. I mean, look, man, I have to do like timed readings where it's forced focus, where I'm like, hey, 10 minutes let's just yeah. try to read for 10 minutes and yeah. um, you i had a kid the other day in school um we're doing a warm-up he goes and he was kind of he's banged up and i'm like well if you can't run you can walk he goes he looks me dead and he goes what am i supposed to do just walk for eight minutes and i was like yeah yeah that's exactly. <laughs> how can i do that yeah. it's, not, it's 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 and the, and the scary thing is it's not going to get better it's, it's in um and, and that's where i really like this first article in this first piece because i mean i for, what's the song reference where the, he says uh, there's a guy he's he's got a guy's uh training in his gym and he's watching yeah. a guy go through his sets and he's singing a song if, if you subbed you know answering a text message or if you subbed any a TikTok you know, video or whatever, My, yeah. Miley Cyrus song, whatever he's singing, Wrecking Ball. I don't know, but uh, love know, is he, a mini splendor <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Substitute that song for anybody, but the, the story in that first article is he's got dudes in his gym, and instead of getting working, th- th- they're singing music and going through the motions. And, and how many of us have been distracted by you know, you're in a great session, and all of a sudden you answer the wrong notification on your phone. And you're down a 20 minute rabbit hole and you've lost, you've lost all your, you've lost all your mo that session and you can't regain sure. that. No way. Not a chance. And, and it's, it's super true too, man. Like, uh, I mean, we talk about it in the rehab world all the time, like the mind body connection, right? Like, like think about what you're doing, like, uh, have some intention behind what you do. And, and it's the same in training where if, 
you're not being, uh, if you're not in the moment with your training, like your training will suffer. Like you'll be able to go through the motions, right? But yeah. like, you'll, you won't be able to have the same intensity level. You won't be able to get the same results that you're looking for. And I think, I do truly think that that's why you're seeing this rise in like, um, I think you'll continue to see it as well, like a rise in class-based fitness or group-based fitness, because like it forces you like the, like it's accountability almost like you have to keep your phone away. You have to yeah. do what you, you have to be in a group. You have to do what we're saying. Like, uh, you don't have the flexibility just to like put your headphones in and go get a workout in because people just can't anymore. They just can't put their phones away and go get a workout in. And it speaks to this idea that multitasking is a myth, right? We don't do totally. it. You, you, you know, you can, I think the best, some of my best days are when I'll wake up and the wife has the list for me and I just have the list <laughs> yeah. and I motor through it. And then at the end of the day, I pat myself on the back. So if you think you're a multitasker, probably, or even like in a gym sense, you know, if you have a lot to do, write it down and focus on doing it. Um, mm -hmm. But here's, here's my question for you. So let's hear it. You know, what, what's the right level of distraction to set the mood? Because I'll tell you this, uh, the right level of music does get training popped off. Mm -hmm. You're in, so, you know, and, but I can also say if you go into the Globo gym and, and they have their music playing and a bunch of, you know, Phillies walking around and, mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other thing, and people tapping your shoulder, that's not going to work either. So, but I will say, I mean, I like putting some, so, so for my routine, um, I have a couple of things that get me dialed into practice. I like to write my workout out before the session. So mm -hmm. um, when I come down in the gym, I put the shoes on. Um, I get focused, geared up by, by writing it, handwriting everything down. I like working in a journal and then I like to put the music on and I get to the warm up. but I do tuck the phone away um, because the phone is the speaker. You know what I'm yep. saying? I got, I got like a little Bluetooth speaker, get it set up, but I like a little bit of music, man. I mean, yeah. so, so well, for you, what's the right level? Yeah, I'm there with you. I think uh, I think you need to have a little bit, right? Like this kind of goes into sports psychology, right? Like there's a a bell curve for optimal performance, and some of that is based off, and a lot of that is like how much stress can you kind of induce into your world, um, and having some good music, right? Like stress is like there's there's good stress and bad stress, I guess, right? And like having the right level of music, having like the right mindset, like you've had your things written down, like. That's all good stress that you're and you're and you're increasing your stress levels and, and your uh, uh, motivation to a certain point. But if you get or your excite excitement levels up to a certain point, but if you go past a certain level, of like if you're like if you're like downing a bunch of caffeine right beforehand and you're listening to that, like just headbanging music nonstop, like you know at, at the level of a million for nonstop, and you're trying to like think too hard about it, like that is you will blow past your ability to like do anything at that point you're gonna burn your you're gonna burn fry the system right you can't and, sustain uh, it no no you're a quick flame that's gonna burn out real fast right um so set, but, so the key is i have to set my playlist where tnt by acdc plays like as i'm hitting a 20 rep back squat as you're hitting that 20 <laughs> rep back squat then, that's when you then, wanted then, to hit <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but like it's true like i think like um but i think that's different i think like having having things set up to um, improve like motivation or excitement or stress, whatever you want to call it, is a good thing. Putting putting um, pieces in the workout that allow you to be distracted are different and is not what yeah, you yeah. want. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you have your workout written out, so you don't have to, I love what you said, you wrote it out, right? So like it's yeah. on paper, like it's not on your phone. We're like, oh, I might as well check this notification while I'm at it, right? Like 
um, a companies, these tech companies know what that dopamine hit does. And you check one notification and just like you said, lead you down a rabbit oh trail. All of a sudden, 20 minutes later, you're gone. Right. Like yep. just don't do it, put it away. Um, people use their phones to record their, record their, their technique and stuff too. I think that that's fine. If you have the, if you have the willpower, I guess you can say to record it and not worry about like any of the, the notifications that are popping up too. I'll tell you what, I don't have the willpower to do when I record, you know, every now and then I want to record a set um, or do like a demo if I'm doing a new exercise and throw it on YouTube. Um, but I don't have the willpower to not watch myself. Yeah. I'll put, I, after I watch the video, I'm sitting there. Okay. Yeah. See that? Was that good? Oh, that looked pretty good. And <laughs> so I don't know if it's narcissism <laughs> or what it is. Hey. But I people like I to look. Hey, man, that's why mirrors are all over gym, right? Like people like it's for sure like to make sure you're yep. doing things correctly. But people love to use those gyms, right? Like yep. uh, there's and it's interesting. Like uh, it's and there's no shame in that. Like you want to like you're in a gym to like feel better. So if like if looking at yourself makes you feel better when you got a good pump on, man, <laughs> go for yeah, it. So not not to allude to a future article, but two things. Um, I started writing down my weights because of the one article. You know, uh, in the one concentration article, he talks about he was obsessed with. Uh, he wanted to squat the 500, right? Yeah, chasing 500, yeah. But for me to take that another place, when I do write my workouts, I used to never write my weights down that were for that session. But mm -hmm. now the way I organize them, um, if you can imagine my comp, I use an old school composition book still. Nice. But I'll, I'll divide, a I'll divide um, you know, if when you open it up flat, you can get six columns, right? It's, mm -hmm. not, it's generally a week. So with this kind of first workout from this deal, it's linear progressing everything you can see it. So I'll kind of based off of the notes that I write. Um, I do like perceived exertion in reverse, if you can imagine. Okay. okay. Um, so at the end of each session, I'll give myself a one through 10 on effort level. And then one couple, being the most. Well, 10, if I, you know, if I, I oh, score points, man, I want, I want the points. Well, I'm confused on what you mean by uh, you do it in reverse for the perceived exertion. Uh, um, so when you write perceived exertion for somebody, you would tell them in set work, work at eight. Uh -huh. What I do is I'll score my workout in the end. Oh, total, I got one you. through like, 10. I got so you. Okay. My okay. perceived yeah. feel goods about the workout. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll just get a little <laughs> narrative, but based yeah. off that narrative, that feeling in my night's sleep and how I felt, um, you know, I'll, I'll make them weights right there. And then, mm -hmm. then I'm focused on, Hey, this is what needs to get done. And mm -hmm. that little, that little twist in training has been super beneficial to me. And, and nice. the other thing I have this idea in my head from his other articles, you'll see that this idea of squatting 150 pounds, excuse me, 150% of your weight for big reps, 15 to yeah. 20. Listen, that's a looming ominous figure that <laughs> will get your ass up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I thought was insane. Like, uh, or so, yeah, that's obviously a big number, but I, I thought what was crazy as well was how it was a story about how he hit 500 pounds, right? Like, yeah, it's awesome. He, yeah. He was like, uh, he was at what, like 450 or something like that, stuck at 450, 430. Let me see if I can. 430 for reps. I think he had 430 for a triple. <laughs> yeah. 430 for a triple is what he was stuck at. And then he goes, and he into hypnotized like this, himself. <laughs> 500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by three, I think he hit a triple with it. Like, <laughs> I was like, no way, man. This, this, uh, this guy's insane. But, he, but, but you know what? 
I, um, I'll tell you a similar story to that. You know, when I was CrossFitting at CrossFit 808, um, I was obsessed with snatching 275. Um, mm-hmm. And I was going to do it. And I was stuck at 265 for probably three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, I've only snatched 275 a couple times. Um, lifetime PR is 286. And that was, sure. a, that was a unicorn. That yeah. was a day that it all came together. But the first time I snatched 275, I was banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, my elbow was trash because we were mm-hmm. right now. I think that was the bar muscle up was getting big. So my arm and shoulder were, were, were terrible. Um, a lot of motivation. We were getting ready for, I think regionals, but I watched a Mark Bell video and I don't know if you've ever seen this Mark Bell video, but it was, um, it says F you and F your elbow. It's yeah. just, un- it's just unbelievable power <laughs> video where he talks yeah. about, I don't care if you're hurt, screw, you know, and, and he's like, you need to just toughen up and do it. And I watched yeah. that video. I'm sitting there with my wife and I said, I'm snatching 275 tomorrow. Yeah. And I focused on it all day or all night. I walked in the gym and I told everybody, Jim, I'm doing it tonight. Mm-hmm. And I said, I watched this video. It's going to happen. And I did it. I couldn't believe Hell it. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't do it <laughs> I again. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You didn't try, you didn't try <laughs> it again. You didn't try to hit a triple with it or, you know, increase your weight by another 50, 70 pounds. Oh, I slammed the bar <laughs> down and went home and got drunk probably. But, look, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there is some power to it. You know, sometimes we have these mental hurdles and sometimes it does take that. I mean, I remember a buddy too, Mark uh, Scott, a buddy Scott Yard in college was a big time bencher. I mean, Scott was probably five, six. Um, when I was training with him in college, he was anywhere between 220 and 260. And that's the way his weight swung. But mm-hmm. he was, you know, he was barrel chested, short armed, and he wore a triple ply denim bench shirt. And I think uh, he he had a record for a little while at 220. Um, but I'm talking about a guy who's benching these sort of giant bench numbers that are absurd. Yeah. But he yeah. had all kinds of cool stuff. He goes, Oh, he goes, Well, if you can't, his idea was if you can't do a weight, then don't do it anymore. You skip it. Oh. So let's say it's 400. Okay. Yeah. What's the, you know, it's 385. Then you go to 405. Yeah. It's three, three, <laughs> then you, you skip it. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's yeah, another yeah. plate. There's another thing to that. So, yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's just ways to trick your brain, right? Like think about it's how a, many stories it's almost like cliche at this point, right? Like how many stories have you heard about people like, like in a scary moment, like a mom lifting like a car off a child, right? Or like yeah, right. these amazing feats of strength. Like we've got it in us. Like it's there. Uh, we you can do this. To, yeah, you just got to find a way to be able to uh, access that. And what's cool about these PRs that we can chase as, uh, as human beings, uh, especially in the weight room, is like what you said, like a unicorn day, you hit 286, right? Like, yeah. hell yeah. Like that's awesome. Like you, everything kind of snatched together or snapped together, but like what we chase in the gym and what you're really looking for there is just like consistency with, with numbers too, right? Like what's your range look like? Like how much is your range improving? Right. Cause as long as you stay, cause there's going to be days we were talking about beforehand. I just got back from a trip. It was a six hour uh, time zone difference. Got back, try to get a workout in the next day and like <laughs> just couldn't lift anything. But like, that's obviously a rare case. But then like, as long as you're within a range of what your weights should be, like that's what you look for versus like these single yep. points of these single data points and everything. Yeah. And can you do enough to stay in the game? There was a Tim Ferriss interview that was actually, it's funny what impacts you too, right? If you just are listening um, Mm -hmm. and that goes to the concentration piece, but um, there's a Tim Ferriss interview. I forget who the fellow was. 
But he was talking about how in his aerobic training, he was obsessed with this bike ride. And his idea was also to linear progressive. I'm always going to go faster. I'm always going to go faster. And he got to the point where it was just so hard to go fast anymore. Mm-hmm. And his thought was, okay, I'm not going to do this one fast. I'm going to just chill out. And as he kind of cruised and enjoyed the run or enjoyed the bike ride, at the end of it, he looked at his watch and he realized he was only about, uh, I think, three to five minutes off the pace, but he yeah. still got a good workout. And he goes, then the thought process was, okay, there's a time and a place to push things. There's a time and a place for progress, but there's also a time and a place to just enjoy yourself too. So I think that also speaks to you. I mean, I'll have a day where I'm like, it's not there, but mm-hmm. you know, going through the motions, keeping yep. the blood flowing. Um, yep. Some days we check a box. And that's, that's okay all you too. Do. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay too. It is true. Like I remember, um, uh, I think it was I'm pretty sure this is a story coming from Kelly Starrett. He was talking about like, so he, he was a professional, what was it like kayaker? I think at one point, um, rowing of some degree rowing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. but that maybe kayaking, of, I think something along those lines, yeah. but he was talking about like the effort level that was required. Like once you hit a certain point, like the effort level that's required to go marginally faster is exponentially more, right? So, or exponentially more effort. So like, yes. uh, so, but on a team setting or when you're rowing, like you don't always have to hit that. Like you're not looking to chase that every single time. You're looking to be like how from that enjoyment. So, so from that ride that he had, right? Like from that bike ride that you're talking about, like how fast can you keep that range where you're just cruising and can just kind of like uh, mentally tap out a little bit or just go into a zone, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So you don't always have to have your foot on the gas 100%. But, uh, but yeah, so that's where even in your training cycle, that's picking your battles too, right? And this is why yep. I think it's important to put things on the calendar. And this is why I think sometimes CrossFit can be dangerous is because every day can't be game day. Right. You know, you should pick totally. and choose game day, whether it's once every six weeks or quarterly or, you know, mm-hmm. if it's el- if it's elk camp, I don't know what your game day is. You should have a couple every year. Right. Yep. And then yep. picking and choosing. And and it, it probably is pretty cool if you're a generalist to pick different things, you know, and this mm-hmm. is where this is where a really great CrossFit gym that's pretty active besides mm-hmm. just doing CrossFit can be great because, you know, maybe they'll do Murph in Memorial Day and then maybe there's a powerlifting meet, then maybe mm-hmm. there is a CrossFit competition like Wadapalooza or something. And if you're dipping in and out of those different things um, and finding different things to focus on and, and gear training towards and then pick and choose your battles, it's another thing that can set the stage for, for, for you to really funnel your concentration to an event right? Yeah. And, and get 100%. going on that. So, it, you know, just another layer of concentration, putting things on the calendar. I think it could be pretty cool. Dude, 100%. We have a, uh, well, you know, it's, it's like what we do for our, for our group training or small group training that we have where, um, we, the athletes that we have in there, like these are people that just, they're, they're not trying to become the next like games athlete winner, right? Like couldn't care less about that. What they want to do is they want to move well. They want to move, they want to have the strength to be able to enjoy their life, like to enjoy their family, to enjoy vacations, like, uh, all that stuff. Right. So we've got some really interesting, uh, test measures or testing measures that we keep, uh, uh that we keep data on. One of it is how long can you hang from a bar? <laughs> That's literally mm. like one of our tests um, because we're testing grip strength, right? And like, and not just grip grip strength, but like mental tenacity with that too, a little bit, right? Um, it's been crazy to see how like how much um, 
how large these numbers have gotten just from them being used to like their hands hurting a little bit, right? Like that's been really cool to see, but we'll test things like what's your max power output look like on a bike in 15 seconds, right? Like how, yeah. how much can you tolerate that heart rate getting up? What's your recovery rate look like once you're done on that? Like how fast you recover. Um, so it's, and like, what's cool is like when we go through different workouts, you can tell like, um, so every, after every testing, we'll sit, we'll sit there and be like, all right, Joe, uh, you need to, you hit 45 seconds on your bar hang last time. Like you're so close to 60 seconds. That's your goal. So then for the next two to three months, like that, every time an active hang comes into the workout, you can see them, the, the, they check in mentally a little bit more, right? Yeah, like yeah. the concentration goes this up. One. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the one I really need to focus on. Like, uh, but I love, like we started doing that recently and I love the idea of giving somebody like a, like, here's your test results. Here's what I want you to specifically improve on by the time we test next time. And uh, it's it's been really cool to see what that does like during a workout, and you see that concentration level improve. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's cool. When, so where did you? So what? So you have the the power output to put some focus on uh, the grip. So is the um, the strength? You're just having them doing a dead hang as long as they can. So yeah, so we'll have them do a dead hang, and then we'll have them do. So the testing measures that we do: dead hang. Um, we get them on the salt bike for 15 seconds and see what their max wattage output is, what their average wattage output is, what the recovery looks like from that. Um, and then we're going to do a single leg squat test. Uh, how much, how much, uh, how many single leg squats can you do? And then we're going to test their pushups. Like how many pushups can you do as well? What will the single be like a pistol variation or do you have them get into like a split squat or like that RDL style? What's the actual? It'll be like a pistol variation. So we're typically going to have them do a single leg box squat uh, or single leg squat to a box, right? Um, or if they're a little bit shorter, we'll, we'll, we'll adjust it to where they're going to be that just below parallel essentially is where they're going to. Very cool. Well, sweet. Yeah. No, yeah. It sounds good. Anything up? So any upper, any push? Like a, yeah. Like so a, we'll, any press? Oh, like a vertical push? Or a, a, a bench, whether it's a bench press style or horizontal. Yeah, we'll do a, we'll do push ups. Uh, so we'll do max push ups that you can hit. Oh, sweet! Like a minute yeah. or just go. Just go. Like how many can you go with? It, or how many can you do without stopping? And then for the single leg, uh, like you can't pause at the top, right? You can't catch your breath. It has to be like nonstop, almost to a metronome type pacing, right? And then mm. um, for the um, single leg squats, like if you lose your balance or anything like that, like that's the end of the test as well, because like. I mean, we got one guy in there, he crushes it, but he's 72, right? Like, I want to know how long can you stand on one leg without losing your balance? Like, you can't tap that foot down, right? Um, so, yeah, like, yeah. that's been a really cool, that's been a really cool, like, um, metric to put on there as well. Oh, very cool. That's sweet. No, you have to send me those. That'd be cool stuff. To, it, th those general assessments like that are nice. And then they, I mean, if you, you think about it, that's, I mean, people are going to get hurt losing their balance so the squat test is good um mm -hmm. you know it's generally accidents right i mean yeah it, you know what do you ever see the movie lawless uh yes i think um yes i believe so so you know it's that family running booze you know yeah these, these, yeah yeah, these yeah, brothers. yeah yeah it's excellent <laughs> yeah you, I, and i bring it up because you got these this badass crew of brothers it gets through dealing with like the Chicago mafia and running booze. Mm -hmm, and then at the mm -hmm. end, the one older brother who essentially was had his throat slit and survived. Uh, <laughs> he, he gets pneumonia falling in the Creek. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you do all these things, but you, you know, you forget about these <clears throat> basic measures. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you see this too, with, with big guys who get meat heady, you know, you start putting straps on so you can hold a bar and do all these little things. But, you know, 
essentially you still need to hold on to stuff. You know totally. what I mean? Essentially, 100%. you still need to be able to use one leg. So no, I, I like the basic measures and to be able to put people to focus on some really simple tests rather than, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I'm into Olympic weightlifting, but, you know, snatching is super complex, but sure. you know, just holding on to the bar, get up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get after it. So no, I like it, man. Yeah, it's great. And like, uh, and like I said, it's cool to see like these concentration levels kind of come in because like the most, the majority of it is just like general physical preparedness, right? Like just general training. Um, and we'll kind of gear things for different reasons, but like, uh, the, it's just super cool. Like, uh, I love, it's just a simple email that I'll send out be like, Hey, uh, Karen, like you did not do so high on your left legged single leg squats. Like you need to, we need to make that look more like your right leg next time. And exactly so now, right. anytime a single leg squat variation comes up, you can see the concentration level, just dial in. It's awesome. And this is where a good coach can come in sometimes, you know, and, uh, one of the books I also really like to fall back on that talks about this and where concentration can help is developing some awareness. You know, when, yeah. when you're when you're jumping from a text message to training, um, you know, to dealing with your kids to, oh, man, I got a Zoom call. Oh, let me fill my set now and then I'll get back into this. You don't really get the sense of awareness for actually what you're doing or, or how the you can't coach yourself through it, right? You can't, right. Oh, why did that rep feel good? How can I replicate that instead? Um, so, but, but a coach popping in and saying, you know, a trusted coach is probably a lot better than a fitness app. Right. So, right. And when you can put your trusted coach in a fitness app or an email to just kind yep. of dial in your progress, I, th- I think that that brings another layer of, of concentration to it. That can be really great. It's, it's, it's super important. Dude, 100%. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's nice to be able to have that level of accountability with it too. Right. And that's why we yeah. train, we train it in the morning, man, because we don't want to, we don't want you to be distracted when you come in. Like you haven't had the opportunity to be distracted yet. Right. Like that's right. <laughs> yeah, you've just no bloody noses yet. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just, you're waking up, they wake up before their kids are up. Right. They come in. Um, they bear like work hasn't been able to interrupt their day yet. Like it's, we're in there at five forty-five in the morning and um, what's really, what's really cool about that is, and I think like when you dedicate that time in the morning to yourself and dedicate your time to being concentrated to achieving a task and doing something hard, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Right. Uh, yeah. Like we've got, um, we've got, a uh, OBGYN. She's a, she's a partner in her, in her, in her, um, practice and dude, she's a badass and she's, she's all over the place all the time. Like, uh, you know, on call or like, you know, very, her work has a very disruptive schedule sometimes. And, um, she was very nervous. I say all that to say she was very nervous about getting a, or like dedicating um, a, a long time period to waking up at like 545 in the morning twice a week for this training. Right. And but she's been at it for about four months now and roughly. And she she told me the other day it was, it was one of the coolest things. She's like my day. She's like, I, I wake up early on my own now. She's like, my days are so much better when I come in here and train first. She's like, I'm better in the office. I'm better. Like, I'm just more concentrated. Like I feel more alert, more awake. She's like that. And that initially, uh, she's like, initially it was tough, uh, but she's like, but it, I just notice a huge difference when I get up and do this in the morning versus when I don't. And I'm like, yeah, that's huge, man. That's incredible. No. And, and I can relate to that. I mean, yeah, I was telling you beforehand, what's kind of thrown me off is uh softball season has really gotten hot and heavy. And it's amazing what we do have limited bandwidth totally and 100 when you you know oh I'll coach a softball team no big deal that is big deal 
Because then all of a sudden, you know, your your dinner routine, your nighttime routine, everything gets kind of screwed up and, and and put back. And then all of a sudden you miss a morning session and you miss one. It's a lot easier to miss the next. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're on a on a two week run where you're, you know, you're all of a sudden skinny again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's rough. Things can happen. Yeah. So totally, uh, man. But when you when you commit to the process and get it done, um, you're better off for it because you take care yeah. of yourself before and you can be, be, be better active. But um, yeah, it, it, what brings it up to me is I think the last part in this series that I related to was, um, you know, he gets into some meditation practices that even I yeah. found helpful. And he, there's some woo woo stuff in there in terms of his self hypnotosis that gets a little strange, but um, to be completely honest, but when he talked about getting into deep relaxation at night, you know, and, and starting to focus on some of these things, I was like, Oh, he's talking about meditating at night. He's talking about developing a sleep routine. And, and he kind of s- puts us in as a, like a bit of a side note, but he goes, when he's talking about doing deep relaxation at night, he goes, Oh, by the way, you'll get really good sleep. And that's, yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and that's okay the best too. thing yeah. for it. Yeah, dude, 100%. So then just, just, just to take you guys through it here really quick. Like it's not, it's not very long, but like the part that Joe's talking about with the, um, with the sleeping here, right. It, it's, it's, it's kind of like this hilarious story where they're going through and giving some banter back and forth to each other. But like, um, he's, he's trying to teach his wife how to do it. Cause she was going through a little bit of a period where she was having some hard time sleeping. And, yeah. uh, and, she, and it's his fault. He didn't tell her to do it in her head. Right. So like she was starting like to say <laughs> things out loud. He got like, he started making fun of her. I was like, I, that's a bad coach at that point. <laughs> or a good says, husband. Come or on. Or a now. good husband. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, so she goes, she says this to him. She goes, well, I'll tell you what, fats, <laughs> uh, get, uh, get him to hang around in, in uh, your story anyway. So like she goes, uh, so he says, do the talk in your head and keep repeating the suggestion that your eyes are heavy and tired. Make the suggestions monotonous. Keep repeating them over and over and over. After a minute or so, your eyelids start getting tired let your eyelids close. Just lie there as limply as you can and your eyes close and your body relaxed. Now start relaxing your whole body. Start with your feet and ankles. Concentrate and dissolve every bit of tension. Tension. Suggest to yourself that your feet and ankles are limp, relaxed, explore their muscles, relax them, search out tense parts, relax them. I thought this was super cool because he's talking about a form of like self-autoregulation to go into self-hypnosis, but it's wild. Like how much like other disciplines pull or like how much overlap there is because really a way that would probably get a lot more buy-in from people is if he talked about it from a sports psychology standpoint and uh and doing like this auto regulation there like uh we we did this exact same thing in a, in a class that i took in sports psychology in college where the, the uh, professor turned the lights off and she walked us through like tense your toes now relax your toes tense your feet relax your feet tense your ankles relax your ankles like it's just getting some awareness within your body and like what tension feels like, right? Because a mm-hmm. lot of us go through, I bet you a lot of people listen to this podcast right now, drive in, relax your shoulders, squeeze your shoulders, or squeeze your, squeeze your traps as high yeah, as you can, right. bring them up towards your ears <laughs> and then relax them. You're like, ah, I was really tense there. Right. And so like, yeah, they were, you, they were tense. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, this is stuff that we just talked about in the sixties and seventies that like, and he's talking about it in a way of like self hypnosis, but like, Really and true, that can have a bad, that can lead to bad taste in people's mouth. But really, it's being taught in a lot of different disciplines, especially on elite level um, sport and tactical uh, forces, where they're just telling you to have some b- better self awareness of your body. Anyway, I thought that was super cool. And then he goes into, you know, next your knees, your thighs, relax them all. And then he goes, 
you know, loosen your thighs, make them heavy, make them soft, right? Like yeah. that's an, that's an interesting way to think about it. Like make your muscles soft. Like, ah, that's a very strong visual. I thought, um, and then he says the whole process should take you about 10 minutes. And what I love about it too, is that it's practice, right? So you're going to go through, and you're going to do this. And like your first time, you're probably not going to sleep any better than, than, uh, than you did. So, uh, it's, it takes time. He says, give it about a month of doing this on a regular basis. So it's just, just like with a lot of things, it's just consistency, right? So if you're constantly bringing awareness and telling yourself to sleep and like getting your making, trying to like purposefully do it. It's a sleep routine, routine, right? It's a nighttime yeah. routine. You're telling your body it's time to go to bed now. Like we do it with our children all the time where we give them like, you know, you brush our teeth and read a nighttime story, rub their bellies, whatever, right? Turn the lights off. They're like, they're like, oh my, it's time to sleep. Like that's exactly what he's doing. He's giving you a nighttime routine. No, and it's, and, and to get back to the early morning training, you know, if you think about bookending your day with, you start it with training in the morning and you you end it with some sort of a routine that sets you up for success next time and just walking backwards with that time. I mean, you know, it's funny to read this old school bodybuilding article and you realize that this guy's like maybe he's a life coach. <laughs> he's, he's not just talking about just the strength stuff, which is yeah. wild. And yeah, uh, even this body, you know, what I kicked to when I saw this article was in an app like Headspace, they're always hammering this idea of a body scan, even on a lot of these meditation apps and these, now these, you know, these, these meditation or breathing gurus, you know, that's what they'll yep. call it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's prevalent now, you know, it's all packaged in, in a slightly different way. And, um, but it's all useful. It, it, it's pretty wild, man. It's cool to read this stuff in that bit of a time capsule with the, you know, between between the self-deprecation and the the really <laughs> interesting references to like having a mistress and, and how to yeah. treat <laughs> what you can even say to women, you know, where you realize, oh, this was written in the 60s and, and funny music yeah. references there. There's a bunch of gold there that, you know, people are packaging up today and, 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 and calling it something different, you know, when yep. all it really is is can you have different tips and tricks in your tool bag to concentrate on what you're doing in the moment? rather than avoid all these modern distractions, which are so powerful and prevalent. Like you said, it's not by accident. These guys know what they're doing. <laughs> For sure. Oh, it's totally not by accident, right? No. And like, and I think it's so cool. Like, here's a guy who is talking about being able to hit, like, if, 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 a, if a weightlifter or somebody looking to get into weightlifting, like, picked up this book, right, thinking they're going to get huge, right? And here's a guy who is huge himself, talking about hitting 150% of your body weight for 20 reps on a back squat, talking about how he – uh, went from hitting 430 for triples to 500 by triples in a single session, right? Like, um, like it's a strong human being, a big dude. And the first two things he's talked about is managing your time and concentrating yeah. and being able to, you know, like, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like it, it's no, there's no like secret sauce. I think that's, I think that's the thing. There's no, like, he's not giving you like the world's best ab workouts, right? Like he's not giving you the three best exercises, get your chest huge. It's sleep. It's concentrate. Yeah. It's manage your time. Be purposeful and intentful with what you want to do, and you'll be. And and then the the training session, the training uh, list that he, or exercises that he gives you to start off with are really simple. It's bench press, squat, RDLs. Like, yeah, there's, no, there's nothing fancy to it. I love the, it. The, the most complicated movement is that, uh, especially now, and that's probably because people have no shoulder mobilities. That that uh, wide grip vertical press. You know, yeah, the press behind the head. You know, that'll, oh, yeah. that'll tweak that'll tweak you up a bit. But you know, you're right. And the other part I think that he talks about is that he he hammers this through the whole book 
it's not he goes it's, it's not going to be easy and even with the meditation stuff he goes no it's yeah it's going to be tough you got to yeah. figure it out and it might get better yeah. it's cool you know <laughs> yeah so. or it won't he does say that too i love that too like <laughs> or it just won't and you can't do it so <laughs> yeah and then you go for, yeah whatever that's your fault <laughs> it's yeah. great <laughs> yeah so but yeah, it, yeah. but you're right. It's a it's a great starting a great message. You know, you, you're here to get big and strong, and the idea is manage your time and concentrate. Yeah, and that's a good lesson for everybody. It's a good lesson for health, right? It's a strength and health project. And like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about getting strong, sure. But we're talking about what we've talked about so far. Like I just said, sleep, time management, concentration. Yeah. Like prior, prioritize your what's important to you. Like all these things uh, before we even talk about like what the best workouts are or like anything that's dumb, right? But it's the same thing for your health too. Like being a healthy person is not, it's simple, not easy, right? Like it's eating yeah. fruits and vegetables. It's working out. It's, it's being, it's not doing having toxic habits. It's not doing all these, it's not spending all day in front of a computer or on your phone or whatever the case may be, or all day sitting. Um, it's, it's simple things, but the thing that makes it, um, it's easy things, but they're simple, but not easy. And the things that make it not easy are these distractions. Like what you said, I love that you said that are there not by accident. Right. No. And uh, how much can you, how much can you cut through the noise to figure out what makes you happy and be, and brings you peace to be able to do these other things. Yeah, well, my takeaway is that your last comment, uh, it's simple, not easy. That's a pretty good way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you make it's that up? I wish I made that up. No, that's all over the place with, uh, in the rehab world, at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take credit listen. for it. I'll take credit for it. But <laughs> Well, listen, you know, if you read this article, right, you realize there's a lot of people taking a lot of credit for stuff that they certainly didn't start. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I mean, get on it, brother. Put that on the shirt. I mean, that's yeah. simple. It's simple, not easy. That's, that's, that's really powerful, man. Cause like you said, it comes down to back squats. It comes down to getting sleep and it comes down You'll see, he'll tell you, it comes down to eating protein. It comes down to eating meat. I mean, it's not hard stuff. You just got to do yeah. it. You just have to do it, right? And you have to be, and the thing is like, you have to do it over a long period of time. <laughs> like, it's not like, it's not doing it for a week. It's not doing it for a day. It's not doing it for a month. It's doing it for like your life, essentially, right? Yeah. Isn't that funny too? Like you, you go back to that first article and the kid is willing to like slug it out three hours a day and you see this you know people will go to the crossfit gym and they'll want to do all these different things but when you gear it back and say something oh this, uh, you give them the simplest way to do it the mm -hmm. reluctance sometimes it's crazy like it's you know crazy, what i mean right like everyone yeah. wants the secret sauce rather than just yep. everyone wants to do the cool stuff right yeah like, back, uh, back squats are the key that's it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and just, and like uh, I'll never forget this coach said that said this one day I was like ah oh, man that's such a good way to put this from like in the mental headspace part for like a lot of the athletes out there so like I don't come from like my first style of training was not CrossFit right it was like old school like functional bodybuilding style of training and um this guy or like uh but like you know then I go into the CrossFit world and everyone's doing uh like kipping pull ups right or slacking on through their pull ups and. Uh, which is great. Cause that's like a skill. I, I equate that to a skill versus like a strength-based movement, right? Like you're going to get some strength, but you're really like, sure. you need to have the skill of being able to do it. Anyway, um, this coach talked about like, you have to be able to hit X amount of strict pull-ups. Cause you have to earn your right to kip. You have to earn your right to cycle. Like, uh, and yeah, I, think a lot so. of, I agree with that. Yeah. Cause a lot of people want to just like, they want to do the workout. They want to look sweet. They want to do what everybody else is doing. Right. So um, they start like cycling through and they kip so hard and like they can hit a bunch of pull-ups, 
But like, yeah, I'm going to do strict. And like, they can't even do 10. It's like, that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> that's going to lead to a bunch of shoulder yeah. issues. Yeah, torquing your shoulder, flailing yeah. around the barbell. That's where you get that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I love this. I love how this how this book is starting out, man. I think it's uh, I think it's really cool that you got this big old dude that could be perceived as a meathead, right? <laughs> like uh, the first few things he talks about is sleeping and concentrating. So love it. Yeah. So there it is, folks. Get 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 your sleep. Get, get find the tips and tricks. What? So what are let's let's kind of sum up the tips for for dialing that concentration. I mean, I I would put it in. Um, you need to have a routine to get into training. And for, yeah. for me, it's, it's, for me, it's putting on my shoes um, and writing the workout out and setting my weights for the day. Yeah. I would say if you're going to train, like the, the number one tip I could give people if they're trying to train and be, and try to like improve their training is just put the phone away, write your workouts in a yeah. notebook, like what you're talking about. Don't even like put like, if you're going to listen to music, keep your phone, like get some cheap Bluetooth headphones. Those are really easy and keep your phone in your bag. Right. Like just do, or like in your house or if you're going to train in your gym and you're out in your garage, like leave your phone somewhere where you can't get to it and focus on your workout. I think people will be really impressed with how much better they feel and how much better their workout goes when they just put the distractions away, right? Like don't worry about filming. You don't have to film every time you squat. I promise you. Like it doesn't change that much from day to day, right? Um, that would be the biggest tip I would give people. And then if you're having a hard time sleeping, uh, like you said, like you can get on the headspace app. You can look up, like you can look up different, like sleeping, like tensing techniques. But like, I do think this contract or relax of like, start with your toes and work your way up to your knees and work your way up to your hips, your shoulders, your neck. I do think that that's a very um, powerful way to figure out like, oh, like a lot of people don't even realize that they're holding tension in certain places and our body recognizes that. So I do think that's a way to figure out like where you're kind of, where you do hold your tension. And I think it'll be pretty powerful uh, stuff where you feel like how easy it is for you to fall asleep once you kind of get rid of some of that tension there. No, I love it. I'm in that. Uh, yeah. And, and if you don't have 10 minutes at the end of the night to go to sleep, you, you, you got, you got other things you got to work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, and like, this is easy. I, this is, this is a simple one, but like, don't be up on your computer up, like close. Don't be the one of those people. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm like this sometimes I try not to be, but like, don't be that person that's like doing work in bed, close your computer, try to go sleep. <laughs> like it's yeah, just not, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. See, you need to take this time. So no, I'm in, I'm in, uh, it's another win for strength and health magazine. Um, it's a fun yep. little thing to go to, but I'm telling you folks, we didn't go through, we didn't go through a lot of the article this time. And a lot of it is because I don't know if it would have been appropriate. We might've got picked off. We, we probably got kicked off the podcasting space. Cause just the way he <laughs> like, and I, and I don't think he meant it in that, but it's just, you could tell that it was a different, different time, time period, you man. Could say, you could say different things. <laughs> it's it's worth the read gentlemen. Uh, yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. It's hilarious. Say, like, uh, say, the, say the one say comment one though. Yeah. I'll say yeah. the one comment. It was, uh, so he's talking about like practicing this and like, uh, from a grip strength standpoint and squeezing a scale. Right. And he's like, and he's like, so if he's like, <laughs> he goes, um, Tell them you squeeze, tell them you squeeze your head of the don't use somebody that's never trained it. If you can, a woman is best. Uh, he's like, there's, use there's your hit one. There's hit there's one. Hit women one. Train now. Canceled right there. Canceled right away. Uh, use your wife. If you, if you're married or use your girlfriend, if you're happy. Yeah, there it is. So, Hey, cancel number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, or, there's you know, like, then. Yeah, that's a good one to anyone. Or if we're going to be bringing today's world, like women, like use your husband if you're married or use your boyfriend if you're happy. There we go, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
there's all kinds of places you can you can take it. But um, hey, man, yeah. I think it's an important lesson, Jake. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me on for it again. Dude, I'm having, I'm, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, having fun with it. I hope you guys got something out of this and uh, strength and health project. Strength first, then health. <laughs> well, see you in two weeks. See you guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.